somebody who says, I'm going to be on day one, I'm going to be a dictator. Who says it to you, tells you, I'm going to put you people away. I'm going to take all the journalists, I'm going to take all the gay folks, I'm going to move you all around and disappear you. If that's the country you want, you know who to vote for. Well, 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 well. Look, Whoopi Goldberg, you know, if I was the predator, yeah, if I was predator, you know, predator versus alien and everything, I, I would be suing Whoopi's ass for stealing my look. I mean, you, hold on, let's, you see that right there? Right, oh, there we go. That's a perfect uh, little example. Anyways, Whoopi going off the rails, man. Whoopi just, just, just being... When did Trump say any of that? When did Trump say any of that? He didn't. This is just figments of imagination. But there's a lot going on in the news today. We've got uh, we've got Alaskan and Air, Air Airlines and Spirit Airlines trying to outgay each other. We've got uh, Texas, Texas calling in the Na Texas State National Guard or the National Guard to uh, kick the feds out on the border and put the bob wire back up. Well, this is Jake, and we're going through X. I'm going down the rabbit hole. I'm scrolling through stuff so you don't have to, and here we go. First story of the day is, let's see. Oh, yeah. So we covered this the other day, and this was the uh, message from the John Hopkins Medicine Community, and it was from the director of uh, diversity, right? And she put out this thing, and we, remember, we did the test. I got eight out of nine. Uh, some of the listeners that were listening got nine out of nine. They were the perfect privileged people. Well, she is rolling that back. If you could see here, uh, Sharita H. Golden, MD, MHS, the, the chief diversity officer, she sent out this letter. She said, Dear colleagues, yesterday I sent the January edition of a monthly diversity digest from the Johns Hopkins Medicine Office of Diversity, Inclusion, and Health Equity. The newsletter included a definition of the word privilege, which upon reflection I deeply regret. <laughs> you think so? You think she only regrets it because it went viral? Uh, I don't know. The intent of the newsletter is to inform and support inclusive and inclusive community at Hopkins. But the language of this definition clearly did not meet the goal. In fact, because it was overly simplistic and poorly worded, it had the opposite effect of being exclusionary and hurtful to members of our community. I retract and disavow the definition I shared, and I am sorry, I will work to ensure that future messages better reflect our organized values. Sincerely, Sharita H. Golden, MD, MHS. Uh, highly educated person. She's got the MD, MHS. I don't even know what MHS is. That's how uneducated I am. Uh, this is interesting. So there's this woman, uh, allegedly, because I'm going down the rabbit hole, uh, since we're talking about race and privilege and in inclusion. Anyways, this woman allegedly uh, has an organization that charges white people $6,000 now, I, I just want to meet the people that are signing up for this and paying $6,000 and they pay $6,000 so a black person can yell at them that they are racist and white supremacist. And she charges $6,000. I mean, how, what kind of a sucker that will pay $6,000 to have somebody, a black person yell at them and call them a racist, but the, Hey, there's people out there. There's people out there. So let's take a look at this real quick. Uh, here we go. The friendly reminder to white women who are working with someone on their anti-racism and healing journey, right? So I know that one of the things that happens with you guys is you go to this place where you might need to schedule an additional session or you might be really struggling with something and then you have this thought of, oh, I don't want to bother them, right? And I'll figure it out on my own. That is that supremacy thing coming up. You believing that even though you have these in these things ingrained in the foundation of who you are that you will somehow in your superiority be able to crawl through the fog and the chaos and all of that stuff to get to clarity without assistance from a black person oh i don't need the black person to help me with this i as a white woman am fully capable of dismantling this white supremacy within myself stop it stop no, you need the help. That is why you're working with this person. Does that mean you might need to schedule additional sessions? Yeah, but keep in mind- $6,000 a session. How it is not black women's responsibility to do these things for you and provide these services for free for you. Recognize of course not. what we're saying is for free. 
we're expressing that we will do these things, but you will pay us for our labor. We're not providing the labor for free anymore. That's what we're saying. If you are a paying customer, you are a paying client, and you need to schedule an additional session, baby, schedule the additional session. Mm. Uh, so here it is. Here's the uh, legacy, legacy of Equality. $6,000 for the anti-racism mentorship. Start now. Uh, program leadership. Our program is led by exceptional director who brings a wealth of knowledge and experience deeply rooted in a lineage of civil rights leaders and activists. Drawing inspiration from her remarkable family legacy, she carries the torch of her ancestors. Courageous work making the transformative program a profound journey toward dismantling racism and fostering inclus inclusivity. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, 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 like I said, like I said, we are just traveling down the rabbit hole and it's libs of TikTok that's saying this woman has an organization that charges white people $6,000 so a black person can yell at them and tell them they're racist. Uh, that might be a little blown out of proportion. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, you know, for $6,000, schedule your session. Now, somebody, somebody do this, somebody that has $6,000 to burn, schedule your session and just let me know how it goes. Let me know what's really going on. Um, yeah, another, another, another thing that is floating around the internet. I've seen this a couple times today on X. Uh, how about that? It's from the rabbit hole. I'm in the rabbit hole. And this is allegedly a quote from Thomas Sowell. If people in the media cannot decide whether they are in the business of reporting news or manufacturing propaganda, it's all the more important that public understand the difference and choose their news sources accordingly. Uh, it says down here that this, this graph is from the Bureau of, of Justice Statistics, which I've never heard of, uh, but it's talking about interracial violent crime. And if you look on black on white, 547,000 cases, black on Hispanic, 112,000 cases, uh, white on Hispanic, 207,000 cases, Hispanic on white, 365,000 cases, and Hispanic on black, 44,000 cases. But the one that everybody wants to focus on is right here, almost the lowest. Uh, the Hispanic on black crime is a little less, but white on black crime, 59,778 compared to black on white crime, which is almost over half a million that I don't know. I don't know if this is legit. We're just, we're just clicking. We're just clicking. All right. Elon Musk has kind of, uh, uh, busted open the internet by saying this and we're going to give it a listen. Here we go. Hang on. Well, as we approach the next election, even Elon Musk is speaking out on election security. He tweeted, quote, in the USA, you don't need government issued ID to vote and you can mail in your ballot. This is insane. Welcome to our world, Elon. When someone asked what we can do to fix this, he said, quote, we should require government ID and in-person voting unless valid medical, military, etc. excuse like other countries do or like when you want to buy beer. No joke, the fact that in some states alcohol purchases are protected more than your vote is protected is pretty insane. When someone said to Elon that it's racist to require voter ID, Musk responded, quote, it's racist to claim that an adult is incapable of obtaining ID based on their race. Totally agree with him. And now a message from. All right, there we go. Uh, how do you feel about that? That it's it's I, 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 I agree with that 100 percent. It's racist to claim that an adult is in, incapable of obtaining ID. I think. Uh, you know, because the the politicians out there that are against a voter ID, they always claim that it's uh, it's 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 against the minorities. But these are the same politicians. What are they saying when they say that they're saying that minorities are incapable of getting ID? That's 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 just totally just that's racist right there. And here's another prime example that I have queued up next of of politicians doing the same kind of. Uh, racism that they claim that they don't do. Hang on, watch this. And we need immigrants in this country. Forget the fact that the farm, that our, our, our vegetables would rot in the ground if, it weren't, if they weren't being picked by many immigrants, many illegal immigrants. The fact is that the birth rate in this country is way below replacement level which means our population is going to start shrinking. And the ratio of people on Social Security and Medicare is going to increase relative to the number of people supporting them. 
Oh, yeah, that's it. Just slap it in there that our vegetables would rot in the ground if it wasn't for illegal immigrants to come and pick them. This, that reminds me of what was what's her name? Sharon Osborne's daughter when she was on The View and she said, well, if it wasn't for illegal immigrants, who would clean our toilets? Who's the racist? Who's the racist? Come on, let's go. Let's keep cooking. We've got a lot of stuff going on uh, right here. This is the wheel of diversity that's being passed out to all New York City public school teachers the will of identity gives teachers a chart of which students are oppressed and which are the oppressors the oppressors ready drum roll please are slim well i don't get a point for that today uh slim white citizens english-speaking able-bodied heterosexual owns property cisgender man mentally robust mentally robust these are the oppressors the oppressing class in the new york city public schools uh it looks like they took a note Looks like they took a note from the uh, from the John Hopkins uh, lady. You think we're going to get an apology for this? Probably not. But that's what's going on. This was handed out and to the new. It was put out by the New York City Department of Education. Oh, how isn't that grand? Isn't that grand? Let's keep let's keep devising this country. Anyways, Bill O'Reilly was going on a rant the uh, other day, and uh, once again, somebody I I pretty much agree with what he's saying here. Let's take a listen these other progressive things we got to stop this now if I, i'm telling you i don't have any progressive friends anymore they're gone because i can't stomach them criminals running wild murdering people because progressive da's funded by george soros don't want to punish the violent criminals that's what you're giving me you support that get out of my house out I've had it. Biden is not going to get any better. And the Democratic Party has to get destroyed next November. I don't care whether you like Trump or not. Trump governed this nation in a responsible way where everybody prospered. And if you don't believe that, you're a moron. Every single thing, every single indicator was on positive territory. All the working people, no matter what color they were, were making more money and there were more jobs. We didn't have inflation. We didn't have supply problems. We didn't have any of it. Now we got all of it in addition to an open border. And we'll get to the open border here in a little bit. Uh, and we'll get to some COVID news. There's a lot going on. And we'll get to some trans news. We'll hit all the, the three major topics going on. Okay, now this is definitely a sad, sad story, and I started looking into it a little bit more. Um, seven main, allegedly, seven men gang raped two toddler boys, two and three years old, in a Galleria mall in Houston. Then they uploaded the videos online. Uh, the FBI has only made one arrest so far. Six are still free. Arthur H. Fernandez allegedly was an employee at the mall. The parents were his friends and left the kids with him while they were at work. Okay, so I've dug into this a little more. I did find some uh, news articles about this. Let's take a listen. Is in federal custody, charged with sexually assaulting children at the Galleria, and then posting the videos online. This is truly disturbing, and of course, we want to warn you that these allegations, as I mentioned, disturbing, and we want to give you a moment if you need to walk away. ABC 13's Liliana Pearson joining us now live outside the mall. Liliana, uh, the court documents that you've read, the stuff that Meyer and I have seen, just pages and pages of horrific details. It really is, and it was actually fairly difficult to try to read through those documents of exactly what this man is accused of doing to not only one, but at least two children. He's now in federal custody, accused of sexually exploiting children. The court documents tell of a disgusting pattern of assault. They outline four short videos that were posted online showing the sexual assault of two two-year-olds where more than one perpetrator was present. The documents say Arthur Fernandez III had access to both children in the mall because their mothers worked there and would sometimes bring their child when they were unable to get child care. Fernandez worked at a nearby kiosk in the mall and would offer to watch them. It was during those times, we're told, Fernandez would bring the child into a bathroom, assault them, and take videos. In those videos, upwards of seven people could be heard making vulgar comments and could be seen assaulting the child, though only Fernandez is charged. We spoke to the FBI today, who wouldn't comment on the case itself, but did warn parents that unfortunately... The All right, where's the other six guys? That's why I want to know from the FBI. 
already know. The perpetrators of these crimes are family members, uh, teachers, uh, a member of the community. Oftentimes we're looking, folks are looking for the monster, the white van pulling up, uh, but it's the person that you know. The videos they took were posted online and an Australian group investigating child sex crimes found them, alerting the FBI. The FBI was able to identify one of the children and contact the mother. She was able to identify Fernandez through jewelry and shoes he was wearing in the video. The second child was determined to be related to Fernandez's former boyfriend. That child's mother also identified Fernandez through what he was wearing. The others in the video have not been identified. The FBI says it takes global teamwork to solve these disturbing cases. The more that we do, uh, the more hurt that we can stop, the more folks we can identify that's out there trying to harm children. The FBI did raid Fernandez's home where they confiscated electronic devices and articles of clothing that matched clothes seen in the video. Fernandez was arrested in December and is in federal custody. I'm Liliana Pearson, ABC 13 Eyewitness News. Wow. I mean, thank God these criminals were dumb enough to upload videos of this online. Um, But what scares me about it is, you know, the millions of cases where this happens, where people are not uploading it online and not getting caught. It's rampant in America. Um, Obviously, the guy was gay. He said that his boyfriend, you know, a a relative of the boyfriend. Uh, Let me tell you this. As a parent. And I don't know why I lean this way, but if there's a male in our family in something or just a random male that says, hey, I'll watch your kids, that's warning flag, warning flag. What dude is coming up and saying, I'll watch your kids? I've never, I don't think I've ever voluntarily told anybody, family member or not, that, hey, uh, yeah, give me your kids. It's, a, it's the same argument I have about these uh, guys that don't have kids in, 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 in children's athletics and they want to coach the team, be the assistant coach and stuff. I said, to me, it's just weird. Call me old fashioned. Call me old fashioned. Uh, but yeah, uh, a guy comes up to you offering to watch your kids. Pfft, red flag, red flag. Okay, let's keep going. Um, This also uh, happened in Florida. Florida police arrest. This is from Fox News, Florida. Uh, Fox of Florida police arrest 123 people for human trafficking related crimes, including a teacher and a nurse. So it is, it's, I mean, it's going on out there, people. You have to be on alert. You have to protect your kids. Nobody else is going to protect them. And, and here's a, a clip from Alex Jones. Once they go into this facility, the Border Patrol completely washes their hands of them. If they test negative, they're marched right down the street to the Catholic Charity. From there, they're given clothes, food, uh, financial assistance. Debit cards that they have have over $1,200 per person on them. They're then taken to the McAllen Airport in unmarked vans, and then they're released into the United States to a destination city of their choice. Look at all these kids getting in the back of a hatchback vehicle. What the heck's going on? That's illegal, bro. Where are you taking these kids? That's illegal. If you get in a traffic accident, those kids are going to get hurt. You have a car seat. That's illegal. How is this? How is this Christian? Hey, we need the police over here. They got a bunch of kids out of their car seat. You're violating Texas law. Who who, who is this right here? Hey, you have no comments. You got those children in there illegally. You're about to run a human being over. You got those children in there. Who are you? You got those. Get in there, Alex. Who are you? Where are you taking these children? You're smuggling children. Are you part of? You got them illegally in that vehicle. You're not a part of this organization. Who are you? Where are you taking All right, I'm going to turn this down a little bit. We see what's going on. Uh, but but the reason why Alex Jones is so, like, uh, up in arms about this is that he's been capturing video, all these videos of, you know, sometimes it is a mother and a child coming across the boarding, but lo- border. But lots of times there's there's video evidence of it. If it's There's these young males that are just walking across the border with multiple kids. Where are these kids going? What's going on? You know? Uh, this particular car that Alex Jones is losing his absolute mind over. It looks like there's a mother in there. Maybe they're her kids. Maybe they're just taking them to wherever. No, no, they, they came from over there. They're not being checked for COVID. So you don't know who you work for? We need to call the police. We need to call the police right now. I want to know where these kids are going. You are violating state law. You have children. They're not going there. You're not making any sense, sir. Identify yourself. Who are you? kids out of that back, man. If somebody rear ends you, those kids are going to get hurt. Who are these kids? Where did you get them from? From the church. From the church. Where's the church? 
All right, enough of this. Enough of this kid stuff. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We're, we have epidemic. We have epidemic, epidemic stuff going on in this country, and, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I got to cleanse my palate. I need to smell some coffee and uh, so I can cleanse my palate and move on in the news. I just can't, I can't handle too much of that. Uh, but this is an outrageous story. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence has been casted, allegedly, to play Jesus Christ. And Emma Stone as Judas in Martin Scorsese's next movie. Uh, this is set to shoot later this year. It'll be a gender-reversed modern telling of the biblical events set in Southern California, according to this post on Instagram by DC Drano, who's usually pretty accurate with what he's posting. Um, you know, and there is a warning on this one. It says Scorsese announced he completed a screenplay based on the book, a life of Jesus, but it's not announced casting or where the movie will be set. Uh, the post cites variety is the source, but the article does not mention the claims in this post and relies on the LA times article. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, we're going to flip the roles. Jennifer Lawrence is Jesus Christ. Maybe we'll see. That's just uh, where there's smoke. I don't know. We're just going down the rabbit hole. Uh, this was interesting. Now, this isn't down the rabbit hole. This is actual news. This is posted by ABC 12. Um, a U.S. Army employee, Jeanette Yamanaka Mello, indicted for allegedly stealing $100 million from the military. Mello accused of using fraudulent paperwork over six years purchased real estate was her and cars. Court appearance after being charged with mail fraud and aggravated identity theft. Feds say that she took money that was supposed to go to military members and their families and instead used that money to buy clothes, jewelry, cars, homes, and she allegedly did it while managing a financial program at Fort Sam Houston. If she's convicted, Mello would face jail time and also be forced to turn over whatever she got as a result of the alleged crime. Keep up Boom, boom, $100 million, $100 million stolen from the government. Well, I mean, she should be a politician. Uh, isn't that what, you know, maybe she was, you know, just too low, too low on the totem pole to get away with it. $100 million. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, so I'm sure everybody's aware of the airstrikes that have happened in Yemen. Uh, to be honest, I didn't know much about it at all. Um, and I started digging into that this morning. Uh, here's a quick little video that kind of explains, and I, I, Tulsi Gabbard explains it pretty well, but if you're not aware of what's going on in Yemen or you see something going on in Yemen and you don't know what it is, well, here's some introduction into it. It is incontrovertibly true that when Trump came to office, the Middle East was a mess mm. and he left it better than how he found it. Mm-hmm. That is simply the case. Yeah. And he deserves a lot of credit for it. Doesn't get much credit for it. Um, I was disappointed when this administration came into office. First thing they did was delisted the Houthis mm. as a foreign terrorist organization. Secretary Pompeo and I spent the better part of a year uh, getting them listed. It was one of the last things we were able to get done. That same terrorist organization today has Iranian missiles that can strike Israel. And the first thing that the Biden administration did, Secretary Blinken coming into office, was delisting the Houthis. I think that's a policy mistake. And why are the Houthis in the news? The Houthis are in the news because they've been attacking ships that are going through the Red Sea. Uh, in fact, to, to the to the detriment of the German factory of Tesla, uh, Musk had to shut that down because there's too many container ships that were going through the Red Sea that are being attacked by the Houthis. Uh, that he couldn't maintain production without his supplies coming in. So that's kind of the basis of what it is. Uh, the Houthis are allegedly um, in line with Palestine, and they're saying that they're doing these piracy acts in the Red Sea uh, to support Palestine. Uh, here's Tulsi Gabbard breaking it down a little bit more. You know, Tulsi Gabbard, she's one of my favorites. My greatest concern, both as a soldier who serves in the Army Reserve, a veteran uh, for over 20 years and multiple deployments, two different war zones is how short-sighted, incompetent, and lack of caring that this the Biden-Harris administration has for our own national security and the American people. Uh, you know, what, what they are doing here now appears to be not well thought out at all or considering what the ramifications of this will be and how it serves our national security interests, just like they didn't think through what the ramifications would be of taking the Houthis off of the terrorist list a few years ago, just like they didn't consider the ramifications of giving Iran over $6 billion 
much of which is going not to the well-being and humanitarian interests of the Iranian people, as they, they were promised, but to fund these terrorist groups like the Houthis to do exactly what they are doing, threatening global commerce and peace. We have a Secretary of Defense who is hospitalized. These are the Houthis, are the Yemenis out on the streets. Uh, leaders in the Pentagon, the National Security Council, the president himself had no idea. It's hard to convey this frustration, both as an American, but also as a soldier. How is this even possible? Coming from our leaders in the Pentagon and the president of the United States, who already turned off the lights for the night, even as our military is taking action overseas. So we should all be very concerned right now about the consequences of such a short-sighted administration who undermines our national security at every turn in the decisions that they are making overseas, but also in the decisions that they're making here at home. And you talked a little bit about this before. Tens of thousands or thousands and tens of thousands of people are streaming across our borders into our country with no vetting whatsoever. And we know that that includes people who are terrorists who seek to do harm to the American people right here at home. Tulsi, I want to read a quote from Richard Goldberg. He's a former NSC official under Trump, saying that the key for military action in Yemen is to respond in a way that doesn't lead to a never-ending tit-for-tat. That's been the administration's approach in Syria and in Iraq, and it has failed. Now, Tulsi, that does seem to be the most frightening aspect of what's happened tonight. Three months ago, when Israel was so brutally attacked and innocents killed and raped and maimed, it was at that point that our commander-in-chief had to make it very clear that any attack or escalation of this is going to be met with severe and immediate military response and consulting with Congress at the time. That was not done. There was kind of comments here and there. John Kirby came out a lot. But again, this administration seems much more interested in demonizing Donald Trump and pursuing him legally than it does in reassuring the American public and having a clear and concise, frankly, foreign policy. You're exactly right, Laura. You know, there, there's no doubt in my mind that the actions that are being taken right now will not increase our national security or the safety and well-being of our troops who are deployed overseas right now, nor will it have the consequence of stopping these attacks by the Houthis. In fact, the opposite is true, just as they stated, and, and we don't only have to trust their words, we look at their actions, it will increase and escalate their attacks on our interests and our, on our troops who are in the region, many of whom are very, very soft targets in those surrounding countries. So. Uh, the administration hasn't done the basic analysis to say, hey, do our troops need to be in these areas? Do we need to be exposing them to this risk and harm? Conduct that analysis, that cost-risk analysis, to decide where our interests, how are we protecting them, and stop trying to undermine our own democracy, as you pointed out, right here at home, as they are willing to pull out all stops just to protect their own power. Okay. Um yeah, so that's what's going on in Yemen. Uh, man, we're just getting involved in everything that's happening in the Middle East. Um, I don't know. President Trump did come out and he did have some comments about it. Here we go. Crooked Joe Biden is not only dumb and incompetent, I believe that he has gone mad, a stark raving lunatic with his horrible and country-threatening environmental open borders and DOJ, FBI weaponization policies. He is a mental catastrophe that is leading our country to hell. We'll end up in World War III because of this man, and for no reason whatsoever. Thank you. <laughs> okay, yeah. Thank you, Trump. Uh, yeah, he doesn't hold any punches on that. Okay, let's move right along. Uh, this is in uh, Times Square. These are people protesting. Right 
from Yemen to Palestine. So these are protests that are going on regarding the UK and the US's involvement in, oh, I had the wrong camera on the whole time. Oh, well, uh, the USA and the UK's uh, involvement in the airstrikes on Yemen. Uh, okay, let's move right along here. Okay, you remember how we were talking about yesterday, or maybe it's the day before, we were talking about that, um, um, uh, I'm blanking, I'm blanking on his name. The old man that keeps having his, which I'm doing right now, having freezing episodes, Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell, he agreed to a deal uh, to allow uh, 5,000 uh, legal immigrants to cross a day before they do anything about it. And I said, well, this is part of some type of a bill. There's got to be more to it. Well, here is the more to it. I, I did find this and this has to, they're discussing what was in that bill that Mitch McConnell agreed to. Rosemary. Today on Jake Sherman's uh, Punch Bowl, they talk about Schumer running the deal with Johnson. He's providing air cover, but they talk about what's going on in the Senate <laughs> with the Ukraine war. But Lankford's got this uh, compromise. He's working on this thing. If they can just get humanitarian parole, and we had Benzman on yesterday talk about that. But your analysis, Rosemary, and you're the best, you say that's all a lie, that this is the worst thing you've ever seen. Explain to us what Lankford and the, and the Senate Republicans are doing to the country. This is unbelievably traitorous, this this deal that they're coming up with. I put this into three buckets, what I've seen of it so far. The first one is completely unrelated to border security. They have provisions to increase by 50,000 the number of permanent immigrant visas every year. Why would you increase legal immigration in a border crisis bill? I don't know. They also have work permits for the adult children of H-1B holders. What does that have to do with the border crisis? Nothing. The next bucket is actual incentives for illegal immigration. They are giving immediate work permits to everyone who is released, every illegal alien who is released from custody. I mean, so they're acknowledging that they're gonna continue catch and release and they're gonna give them immediate work permits. If you had to come up with a way to incentivize more illegal immigration, this is what you would do. It's unbelievable. We're, they have a provision to give taxpayer-funded lawyers to elite, certain illegal alien children and mentally incompetent illegal aliens. I'm guessing that number is going to grow as they realize that they get taxpayer-funded lawyers. The third bucket... Uh, is lowering legal standards. So just like in California, where if you shoplift under $1,000, it's all fine. And of course, shoplifting has skyrocketed. This says if the number of encounters per day on an average over a seven-day period is exceeds 5,000 per day, then we get an, an extra exp um, exposure. Yeah, there it is. Um, yeah, so incentivizing is it's it, what's amazing about this. It's the border uh, security is the theme of the bill, and all it is is providing attorneys work permits, uh, basically incentivizing people to come across the border. Uh, how do you think something like that could possibly work Rosemary, as uh, at slowing things down? Uh, okay, so we've got more on this uh, on the immigration front, and this is a report that is saying that. Um, Hamas basically has you know, boots on the ground in the United States. Here we go. This is a very sophisticated terror organization, Sean. It's been reported that there are sleeper cell agents from Hezbollah in the United Hezbollah. States. They have proxies around Latin America. We'll remember their attacks in Argentina and other places for many years. And of course, we can't forget the Beirut attacks. Uh, so Hezbollah wow. has, it's a terror group that has long roots and long capability to attack and kill Americans. This is a very sophisticated... All right, all right, yeah, no need no need repeating it. We get it. Well, you know, what do you expect when the borders are that lax uh, and people are just streaming over the borders? How can we not have terrorist cells uh, on boots on the ground here in the United States? Here we go. Here's U.S. Representative Wesley Hunt talking about the immigration issues. That the TSA has an entirely different standard for illegal immigrants. That's right. There's a different set of rules for you the American public and illegal immigrants. You've all seen the TSA check line, of course. Well, I have news for you. Biden's DHS has created another line, and here is the picture to prove it. This is a line in the Tucson airport, specially made 
for non-citizens. And as you can see, the sign says, non-U.S. citizens without passports enter here. These illegal, illegal immigrants may go unvetted with no verifiable photo ID at all. And I, you know what a valid form of ID is for an illegal alien according to TSA today? An arrest warrant. I'm not making that up. You could get on a plane with an arrest warrant. And if an arrest warrant could get an illegal alien on a domestic flight, then why can't it get them a one-way ticket to jail where they belong? I'm a member of Congress. I have TSA pre-check and clear. And when I get screened by TSA, I have to prove that I am who I say I am with an official government ID. For the record, my name is Wesley P. Hunt, as in Parrish Hunt. But if my airline ticket says Wesley J. Hunt, this United States congressman ain't getting on the plane. The TSA is tasked with airline security, but they're letting illegal immigrants on our planes with unverifiable identities. We also know that in the last two years, over 200 people on the terrorist watch list have been caught at the border that we know of. And for the record, I'm a post 9-11 veteran. I deployed to Iraq. I'm a West Point grad. I fought for this country to keep those people out of our country, to keep it safer. And now we are failing the American public. You're goddamn right. That the TSA. Amazing. It's amazing to me that illegal immigrants, this, 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 this government that we are under right now is just giving more rights to illegal people that shouldn't even be here. It's just, it's amazing what they will do. It's amazing what they'll do. Anyways, Texas is doing something about this. Uh, you see this burning up all over X. Uh, Texas National Guard has seized control of a, the, of a park in Eagle Pass that has served as a landing point for illegals crossing into the U.S. for two years. Um, they're doing something about it. Let's see how this is going to work out. Uh, because they're basically kicking the feds off the border and taking things into the, the hands of the National Guard. On the Rio Grande River, it served as a landing point for illegals crossing into the U.S. in more than two years. Uh, this means not even the feds can patrol there. Matt Finn, live in Eagle Pass, to tell us how it's going. Uh, I guess this is, is this day one or day two, Matt? Good morning. Uh, essentially, day two, this all started developing yesterday, Bill, and it's a rather remarkable situation. Behind me right now is Shelby Park, the park that you were referring to. Our viewers may recognize it. Our cameras have been here for about two years now, showing you the mass illegal immigration that happens right here in this park. You might recall even just a few weeks ago, there was that huge surge of migrants who crossed right here. Well, now under Governor Abbott's emergency declaration, the Texas National Guard has seized control of this park and some surrounding land along the river, put up fencing and razor wire, and kicked out federal border patrol agents, arguing that it's the Biden administration that has perpetuated illegal crossings, so Texas is going to control this land from here on out. Our crews have seen what appears to be Texas National Guard blocking border patrol agents from key areas of the operation here, and senior border patrol agents confirmed to Fox News that BP has pulled resources to avoid a confrontation. Now, it's not quite clear if this unprecedented move by Texas is really going to help or harm illegal migration here because it appears that ultimately when migrants arrive to this park, Texas National Guard is still going to have to turn them over for processing to Border Patrol, essentially adding an extra step. Another added layer, the mayor of Eagle Pass says he was completely caught off guard by this move. He does not agree with his park being taken over and is looking into his legal options. This is not something that the city wanted, requested, asked for. Uh, he made it clear that this is the state and that they have the legal authority to do that. Of course, our legal team is looking into the actions uh, taken by the states. We will be here outside of the park over the next couple of days. We'll keep you updated mm. on how the situation unfolds. Uh, you know, when we look back and, uh, and, and we try to see what started the Civil War, Maybe it was Texas standing up to the feds. I don't know. This is a big move. I don't know where it's going to go. You know, the interesting thing that they said here that you, I don't want you to glaze over is like they, the the Texas, the, the National Guard still has to hand over the illegal aliens to the Border Patrol, which is just going to rail them through the system like it's been done before. Uh, I'm curious if they're going to try something different where they're just going to hold them there until they just get so desperate that they turn around and go back. 
Um, that could be a strategy. I don't know what the strategy is here. It seems like it's just kind of a, um, it's definitely a pissing contest. It's a definitely a, pick, a pissing contest of the state of Texas against the federal government. Um, but is it just a is it just a show? Is it just to show defiance against the Biden government? I don't know. I don't know what the strategy is here exactly. If what this reporter is saying is correct, that they have to hand them back over to the Border Patrol anyways. Who knows? Who knows? But it is something to definitely keep our eyes on. Uh, here's another video of uh, just a guy driving around showing the National Guard presence. Um, you can see there they've got the Humvees all out there and everything all along the Rio Grande River, I believe, is right there in the distance uh, into Mexico. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's happened, but I'm here for it. Um, I support Texas. Okay, now let's get into our uh, our woke movement trans news. Uh, I talked about this earlier where we have Alaska Airlines battling out with Spirit Airlines to see who's the wokest. But let me start out with this story right here. Uh, this is this is posted by Fox News, and it says a Seattle teacher allegedly told students identifying as straight, say, telling them it is offensive. So now we have gone so far. We're so woke. Uh, we, we touched on it earlier. If you're slim, white, and a property owner, uh, and this teacher is going as far to tell the kids that being straight is offensive. Now, I look at this guy and I think that, you know, he looks like he's a, a slim white male. And maybe it's just a strategy on his part to become gay uh, so he wouldn't be so privileged, so he could fit in with his woke cronies. I don't know. Uh, but this is this is Alaska Airlines in the battle for who is the gayest airline. Let's start it off. In this corner is Alaska Airlines. Let me blow this up big uh, so you can get the full impact of what's going on over at Alaska Airlines. Uh, they're losing doors off their planes, but maybe this is a you know sleight of hand to focus on. Yeah, I know, I know we're losing doors off our planes, but we're gay. <laughs> Gay. 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 When I say gay, you say gay, 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 gay. gay. When I say gay, you say gay, gay, gay. This is in a terminal. This is like some Borat crap going on right here. All the pretty girls walk like this, 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 this. Pretty girls walk like this, 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 this. All right, so that's Alaska Airlines. That's I give I give that a B plus. I think that is a moderate effort as uh, exp, you know explaining how gay your airline is. Um, this is also from Alaska Airlines. This is uh, the new documents that's going out. It's talking about, well, basically, let me just read the, uh, 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 let me just, the synopsis of this uh, by Libs of TikTok. So it's probably a little uh, biased, but anyways, Alaska Air has employees pledging to support diversity and be an ally, says misgendering and microaggressions falls under harassment. They also encourage employees to use pronouns whenever possible. Uh, Okay, all right. That's that's you don't you don't get an A plus for that. But here's Spirit Airlines' response to the extremely gay Alaska Airlines, and let's take a look at this. It looks like they can do their little musical song and dance too. I think Alaskan Airlines wins this. I think Alaska Airlines was definitely more gay. They had the drag queens on the plane. Um, I'm giving this in the battle of the gayest airline. I'm giving it to Alaska. Uh, Elon Musk is now claiming that heterophobic. It's heterophobic to call somebody cisgender. I'm all on board with this. Okay, on to COVID news. Uh, let's see. Scientists are now warning that the latest COVID variant could trigger heart failure pandemic. And here is some guy that appears to act like he knows what he's talking about talking about this. Let's see what we got. In terms of the latest variant, scientists are sounding a new alarm and warning people that the latest variant of COVID might lead to a global heart failure pandemic. Meaning that if all of a sudden you see people falling left and right due to heart failure, well, it's definitely not what you think it is. It's actually the latest variant of COVID-19. It's not from the vaccine. A bit of background here. The latest 
prevalent strain of COVID to be spreading across the world is called JN1. This new variant has led to an influx of cases in several different countries, including right here in America, the UK, in China, in India, in Australia, and several others as well. And indeed, here in America, this new variant has become the dominant strain. In fact, according to the CDC's tracking of wastewater, quote, JN1, the latest fast-spreading COVID version, is now the most widely circulating disease variant. An offspring of earlier Omicron variants, JN1 accounts for about 62% of current cases, up from 44% two weeks ago. That surge is seen domestically as tracked by wastewater levels, as well as international travelers and most places around the globe. Okay, let's just pause this right here. So we had a doctor or a medical officer from the Navy that was saying that heart failure in the Navy, in the military, had gone up 976%. 976%. That's huge. And the common denominator was these were vaccinated um, military personnel. What better way? Now, this is me speculating. This is me going down the rabbit hole. This is not fact. This is just allegations. This is just me thinking about what's going on. What better way to cover up heart failure due to the vaccine than saying that it's just a new development in COVID? It's the JL or JN.13, JN13, that is causing heart failure. Because heart failure was already skyrocketing, skyrocketing 970% prior to JN13. And now the new variant of COVID. So what, what, either, either it, you only have two options here. Either you, you have increased your chances of heart failure dramatically just by being vaccinated, or you're going to increase your chances of having heart failure by catching the new variant of COVID. It's, it's kind of like a lose, lose, lose situation. Don't you think? Or is it a cover-up? Are they blaming the heart failure on JN13 to cover up that the heart failure is actually from the initial vaccine doses? I'll tell you what, the scientific community is coming out strong about this. In fact, I have this article here. Let me find it. Uh, a federal judge. No, that's not it. Oh, I lost the article that I wanted. Um, but basically, it was a bunch of a group of 70 scientists that were coming out and they were saying to take the COVID vaccines off the shelf because of all the medical conditions that are coming along with the COVID vaccine. And this is another related article. And this is a federal judge in an incredible 29 page decision has now issued an order requiring the CDC to make every single one of those 7.8 million text enters entries basically people messaging the cdc saying the problems that they have with the after taking the covid vaccine they are going to have to release those um it's going to be incredible when we get to read the americans reaction and the world's reaction to the covid vaccine and the problems that they have had from it uh here's a little uh, news clip of them discussing this uh judgment that came down 29 page decision has now uh issued an order requiring the CDC to make every single one of those 7.8 million free text entries available to the public over the next 12 months. Every month they have to produce a few hundred thousand of them. There's a schedule wow. on the last page of the order. And, um, you know, this is uh, a, a huge win for transparency. It'll be uh, an incredible opportunity to actually see what was being told to the CDC by the uh, public and the, those who are probably the last people who want to say things, the bad things about these vaccines. Yeah. These are folks who went out to get the vaccines. I always find it, I always find it comical when people say, well, you know, those people who complain about vaccine injuries, they're, you know, they just have issues with vaccines. They're always anti-vaxxers. No. Yeah. Right. They're, they're not because, you know, you know what the people who have issues with vaccines do? They don't get vaccinated. <laughs> right, so they, right. These people are at the front of the they line. They don't get the vaccine. Look, I don't, I don't want to make light of it because I know we're about to start reading some really horrific stories. And I remember when we were talking about this, the CDC was pushing back. They were trying to say things like, well, you shouldn't have to. You, you can't read all of those fields. We're going to categorize them. We'll just categorize them and give them a code and put the different things. And they didn't want to let us read the writing. So you ended up getting around that. They didn't get to code this and say, well, there was like, 
like, you know, about 500 that were about some sort of chest pains. And I know that you wanted to fight for this. No, I want to read exactly how they described their chest pains. Did they have EKGs? All the things written in the field. We read English. That's what we do. This is going to be written in English. And by the way, all of the names and one of the questions they had, well, they would say, well, privacy, all of the names have been scrubbed from this data, correct? This is just open fields. We don't know who these people are. There's no way to know who we're talking about. Is that correct? So, so the, the, the vSafe system is designed to make it effectively um, you know, the, 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 the data that we got on the check the box was de-identified. You can't figure out who. Well, I really don't care whether the names are included or not. Uh, but that is going to be a big blow to the CDC when they have to release all of this information um, about people and their text complaints about their um, the problems that they had after taking the COVID vaccine. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Okay, I'm going to wrap this up real quick. Um, we all have friends that are young parents. What would you do? What would you do? If you heard that one of your mom friends uh, is is basically leaving a six-month-old, from the time of four-month-old child, home alone. Well, that's exactly what happened in this story. Um, it says here, my friend leaves her six-month-old home alone, and I'm not okay with it. According to Shona Henley from KidSpot, a friend of a young mother was left feeling rather uneasy when she learned that she neglects her six-month-old at home, home alone while sleeping and joining her friends for coffee. As a parent, she described herself as rather relaxed and would rarely ever judge someone who who, who else's principles or practices. Uh, recently, however, she found out that some of the choices her friend continuously made as a parent were extremely questionable, endangering and neglecting her child. Although this caused her a great deal of concern and regular worry, she felt powerless to do anything about it, uh, making it more stressful. Okay, I'm going to cut to the chase here. Basically, this mom was leaving their, her child from four months, the child is currently six months old, leaving the child home alone. And the reason why she felt justified in doing that is because she had an app on her phone where she could watch the baby sleeping. And so the baby would go down, take a nap, go to sleep, and she would leave the house, uh, go to the coffee shop, get coffee, go grocery shopping, do all this other kind of stuff while her baby was asleep at home. Um, yeah, you dumbass. You can't do that. What? <laughs> and I'm not saying that this is epidemic, that there's a million mothers out there doing that. This is just the case of one. This is just the case of one. But how can you be so self-entitled to think that your your priorities come before your babies, that you can just leave the house and leave the baby with a iPhone uh, viewing the baby to make sure the baby's... I, I, at least she had that app on there, you know? I guess baby starts crying, baby starts choking. You know, maybe the coffee shop was in the lobby of her apartment. I have no idea. It just blows my mind that a mom would think that this is okay. God help us. God help us all. I pray for this country. I pray that we get our act back together. Anyways, that's everything that I'm finding as I doom scroll through X this morning. Hopefully, I saved you some time and I cut to the chase so you don't have to doom scroll like I did and waste my life away uh, fighting this nonsense. Yemen, we've kind of got an idea of what's going on in Yemen. I'm not an expert on it, but hopefully uh, we enlighten that a little bit. The COVID, heart failure, heart failure. Heart, fa heart was failing before, and it's failing now with the new variant of COVID. So damned if you do, damned if you don't. Anyways, this is Jake, doom scrolling through X, so you don't have to. Have a good one. I will see you later. <laughs>